Hello. 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 What's up, bro? Hey, this is the What's Up Bro podcast. We talk about movies, TV, geek stuff, news, pop culture, and it's funny, motherfucker. With Nary Signs, you know, the, you know, the question is not on here that I could have said yes to would have been a cock ring. I'm like, oh, I've done that. Jeff, it was called Bibbidi Bobbidi Doorknob. Stephanie. The only reason he was invited was because he was dating my friend. It was like a pity invite. And he was like, one of the first people to get there, what a loser. And we have Missy. Yes, I'm here. Is also here. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, Missy is also here. The girl has no last name. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore, am I right? <laughs> and special correspondence with Steph Anemayer Sr. Yeah, I don't oh, have no. to look cute for you. Oh, no. <laughs> and this is the What's Up Bro podcast. That's how winning is done. Hey, I'm Dave Chappelle, and this is What's Up Bro. <laughs> we even did the double countdown and everything. With double the, countdown, did you say? The fake out. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm trying to eat dinner. <laughs> Welcome to the What's Up Bro podcast. Um, I know, right? Because it's blue. It's probably blue or green or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, welcome to the What's Up Bro podcast. Uh, second one of the week, man. Of the I know week. we're getting we're getting. It's been a busy uh, news busy news week indeed. All right, so there's a couple of things that we wanted to talk about earlier in the week. Uh, I'm Nary Science, by the way. Uh, with me as usual is Missy. Hello. And uh, Mike Mercadal. What's up? And uh, and there was a couple of things we wanted to talk about earlier in the week, and then we just got caught up with other shit. Uh, the Gina Car- uh, Carano news broke uh, right when we started recording last episode, like immediately right when we started. Yeah, yeah. I literally, it was like, everybody shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's <laughs> happening? Stop the presses. It's like, things, <laughs> it just got interesting. Uh, <laughs> so, so we kind of went off on a tangent, too, so much so that I had to go back and reword the description of the episode because I had something planned for the description of the episode. Um, anyway, so what I'm going to say now is uh, uh, Missy uh, and I, I went last week, a documentary came out, right? The, the Britney Spears documentary came out. Yes. And I told Missy about it. I was like, hey, have you seen this? Because I popped up in my Hulu and he goes, have you seen this? And she goes, no, not yet. And then she saw it. You know, an hour later, she was already had already seen it. And then she says, you should watch it. And then I did. And I got fucking depressed because that. You thought he was watching a rom-com. No, I, I, didn't think I was watching a rom-com. I just it was the fucking. It was heavy. It was I heavy. have heard that it is very heavy, it's super that heavy. it's very sad. So and what happens is and it's OK, we lived this. No we're on that, age. No, we're on that, we're on that <laughs> age where we all live this. We all live this. Uh, she's my age. Live. We're, she's all of our ages. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, what I'm she, saying. Like she played age? at my she played at my grand night. Uh, I went to that grand night, too. Remember, it was I, I, in ninety nine. Right. Mm-hmm. I went to D- Disney. It was it was her. It was nobody else cared. R- real big fish. Her and, and nobody else. <laughs> nobody. Real big fish and oh, there was some other. I oh, God, I I know it. Sister Hazel. Yeah. Nobody um. Like the We Are Family people. What? That song? No, that's not it. That's no Sister, Sister Hazel. Yes. 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 
it's a different one. I wonder if I can find it. I wonder if I could play it on here. All right. But so probably not because of the licensing, but whatever. Um, but what I will say is, uh, so we all grew up watching this. So like, we're none of us here. Uh, I are strangers to the story because we know what's happened. We've watched it in real time, <laughs> but when you watch it in a condensed form, and you're like, "Oh fuck, this is brutal!" Like the first, I think, ten or fifteen minutes, maybe twenty, you're like, "Yeah, this is cool" because it's like the rise, and then you're reliving the rise of somebody who you're learning about their work ethic, and you're learning about, like, yeah, and. Then- <laughs> And then the next hour and 25 minutes. And it takes a turn. <laughs> and then it's like, fucking, it's just like. Do you remember the E! True Hollywood stories or yeah, the behind the music or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they all had that same feel. I've not watched a Britney Spears documentary, but I've watched enough of these things to know, like, this is not a happy story because literally we all know, like, every, if you if you paid it to, or even saw it in the news briefly, that her father won. You know what I mean? Like her father or uh, what I'm saying is that that there was like reports that they tried to dissolve this conservatorship and it failed. That was a couple weeks ago. And since then, other stuff has happened. Literally, literally, that's why I wanted to record today because shit has changed. So what so the context of the documentary kind of leaves you with it leaves. I thought it was a hopeful note. Neri missed that part, but no, no, I didn't miss that part. (laughs) But no, there's a there's, no, there's like, uh, hey, you're depressed for an hour and a half, just <laughs> glimmer of hope, and you're like, uh, yeah, that's not gonna take. <laughs> so the whole thing is that conservatorships are typically for life. You can't get out of them, and they're designed for extreme cases where the person cannot take care of themselves whatsoever. Right. And so the argument that's presented is, how can she? check off those guidelines if she's done multiple world world tours had a super successful uh residency in vegas she's like a functioning human being why can't she go to the atm is like the oversimplified yeah because it takes over you're not allowed you have no control over anything in your life like at all like how much money you have in your pocket to who you date to where you go on vacation to who comes with you Wow. Who's in your life? Like they, there's no just no sense of autonomy. So the it's like you're it's like you're 12 living in a Hispanic household all over again. <laughs> but I guess yes, that would be a great uh, You could take out the 12. It's like you're living in a Hispanic household again. I know. We'll talk about it, guys. Um so <laughs> So it leaves the documentary leaves with everything leading up to the documentary is very public. It's very Googleable. So it's not, I'm not going to waste any time on it, but it leaves on the thing where she would, the move that she's making been making these past couple of years is that she doesn't want her dad to be in control anymore because he's has his own issues. And just the dynamic is very, leaves a lot of questions as to the motivation, his intentions. So she has for all intents purposes, uh, retired, until further notice until she, mm. until her dad is removed from her conservatorship because she i'm sure for a million reasons but why make money to the person who refuses to let you like exist as a yeah like this person. is straight up because the 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 dad has a cash cow correct well, in he's, britney he's spears been, he's been he alleged- has had for years and he has allegedly referred to her as his racehorse so it's not like completely unreasonable Eesh. 
for her to be like, so she for two years, I mean, I'm sure the pandemic extended that plan, but um, she was supposed to start, I think her third reg, uh, residency two years ago. And she just decided she was going to pull, she pulled the plug. And so long story short, uh, she, there's a bank that she wanted appointed as the person, the, the entity that would take care of her finances. Right. Like a financial advisor, business manager type thing. It's a thing. bank. It's I, I call it Bessemer Bank or something like that. Like mm-hmm. it's it's a bank. They would be in charge of that. So the movie. <laughs> I just leaked- picture the bank from uh, from uh, uh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> That's all I'm picturing is that bank that loans the the. Oh the- yeah. That funds the war. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's um. Great. So this Thursday there was a court hearing. Thursday as in yesterday, right? I'm sorry to interrupt. Thir- just Thursday as in yesterday. Do you want to Thursday put in- as in okay. yesterday. We're recording on a Friday, so the Thursday, the Thursday was yesterday, and uh, she had her court date where the the judge was going to decide whether or not she was going to instate this bank to be uh, have hold power. And people were expecting like an eighty twenty divide, and the judge came back and said that there's a fifty fifty power uh, power split now. So the people that she wants in charge has half control and assume like all her money and business affairs, I think. And then her dad is in charge of the other 50. But I mean, if you take away the wallet, what the fuck is left for you to control? I'm confused. Here's here's where I'm confused. Okay. Why should I care? You should care because you know I mean, like, I, like, no, 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 let me explain that because I know it sounds insensitive. Like, I, 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 it sounds like you don't want to give a little kid a fucking. Plus no, oh my mom. god. Uh, no, yeah, fuck that kid. The idea of of this situation, so like, legally, is she in a unique situation where this is going to then uh, help other people? Yeah. And another, I don't. I, yeah. I mean, there's not Mary. really. It's not really like something that can be spread. I absolutely want her to have a happy healthy autonomy i absolutely want britney spears to have her freedom and and from what i've gathered i i honestly have not watched uh the documentary strictly because i know it's a huge bummer and i'm i've had enough with bummers i'm not watching any more sad shit right i give a fuck so the idea of like sitting down to watch that is not as enticing but i've been seeing in the news and everybody's talking about a pit bull himself has come out in support of (laughs) Yeah. Of I'm not even kidding. Like, uh, no, I know. According Everybody. to Mister 305, he's he supports her, and he said some really dope. Can I read it? Sure. He said he says, uh, "This is from from uh, Pitbull." You know I'm all about freedom. I'm all about independence. As far as what's going on with Britney, that's been going on for many many years. Hopefully, they can break the cycle. And he says, um, and hopefully, she gets the chance to control her own destiny. To control your own destiny in life doesn't mean you have to get it absolutely right the first time. It's never about that. They're not called mistakes. They're called must-takes. And mistakes don't make you, you know. You don't make mistakes. Mistakes make you. Therefore, she has to get, she has to get a chance to be herself. She has to get a chance to live her life. She has to get a chance to control her own destiny and create her own future. So with that said, from Mr. 305, Mr. Worldwide, free Britney. Right. So, but think about, about how deep that is. is. How hard is that? About how hard you get hit. It's about oh. how hard you get <laughs> okay. forward. So that's what cowards do, and that's not you. This is why you should care for, like, people should care. I think for two reasons. If not, if like, let's say you're not a fan of of Britney, um, 
know, what are you doing here? Get the fuck out. So, so it is it's turning into a, a, a such a discussion on terms of civil rights that the ACLU is involved. And they're um hmm. and I it looks like if she can turn the tables on this, it's gonna set a legal precedent for people who may be in the same position that she's in. They probably but don't are have there the people- same yeah, like who? Like I, I, I just don't understand. But they're not celebrities. Not they're, not celebrities. Not, they're not celebrities. They're anybody that's in in a conservatorship, meaning that somebody thought that they're that they were not mentally capable of dealing with their own life. And for a time, let's be honest, that was Britney. For a but, time, man, that was Britney. Um, they, there's so they, much about Britney Spears and all of those like uh, Mickey Mouse Club kids and all those child stars and all that stuff that comes out about like how fucking creepy it all was uh with well, all- that's the other side of the coin is that aside from it setting setting a legal precedent for people that are in similar situations in her it's now starting a, con- a bigger conversation on uh how shitty as a society as a whole we were to her to begin mm. with not me but just like i, I agree like, so yeah. now people well now that she's gonna be our new queen uh you're like no i was on board the whole time no i was I, with you yeah. i'm with her yeah. i am with britney spears no, but here's here but here president her brit hear her out because this is a big this is because a big deal. Like, this is what i this is what i got more down about than anything else i mean the whole thing is is a downer but i got down talk, talk, so now talk. there's a conversation on and and michael you said you're not gonna watch it there's clips they cut back to live interview stuff that she would have to fucking manage at 17, 18, 19. Like oh, if yeah. her boobs are real, real or if she was smashing her boyfriend, Diane Sawyer coming after her for the jugular and all kinds of ways that she's not like a good Ameri- uh, role model for kids. And and her like her mothering got called into question because of a, a few incidents, like things that now I don't think would fly for half a second. <laughs> Because I don't know that it's because we've like grown, but it's just not something that you ask anymore. You don't ask people about who they're smashing at 18 or 19. Because we shouldn't care. Because it doesn't matter, correct? Well, I'll I'll say this. I don't think that it's gone away. No, I they think still they still did that shit for the One Direction guys. They're all like trying yeah. to find out if, if hey, which one to use, gay. You know, like they're always they're, the like, Jonas they're, they're Brothers still, had the that Jonas yeah. Brothers. Yeah, but Mike, the One, Direction, One Direction and Jonas Brothers was 10, 15 years ago. That's no, no, no. But I'm saying that that's got to be happening now on other social media stuff that we just aren't privy to because no, we're older. Here's, we're reason, here's the reason why I disagree with the fact that it's happening now. And I'm not saying that it doesn't happen at all ever. I'm saying to the degree that in, in which it happened. Here's the reason why. Because of social media. Because of social media, these artists, right, or people, of fucking celebrities, whatever you want to call them, these people mm. of high uh, attention, uh, they have a way to get their own message across. So true. true. Yes. No longer, there's no longer, I depend on the a media. And I, party, depend on, I depend on the media and I depend on paparazzi to make me famous or to get my picture out or there's no longer any of that or to get my story out of my, ver- I, I need to have a sit down. Why is 18 year old Britney Spears need to have a sit down with Diane Sawyer? dude? She Well, that's the thing now. Now you don't have to anymore. You know, right. you could literally just go on fucking whatever. Uh, ev- literally everywhere there's a camera you can, we're using for the listeners, we're using a, an application that is streaming us to Facebook, YouTube, wherever. It has options for all of that shit. You know, like right. you don't. Know so I mean? here's so here's what, what I was gonna say. What I was gonna say is that um, 
I would challenge by saying, like, look at what happened to Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish is a young girl, Correct. and they yeah. ate her alive because she wore she wore clothes that was too big, and she didn't but, want to sexualize herself. And then when they not, show her not, in a tank top, people not, lose their fucking mind. Not. Yeah, they tried to eat her alive, but they and didn't. They, and she clapped back, but because she had the opportunity to say, nah, "Wait, you're can we not call a timeout?" Because I agree with you that it was bad. I'm not yeah. saying it's. I'm saying that it still happened. They still try to do it now, even with social media being. Well, like, they try, but it's it's just gonna. It, like I said, it's gonna be a lot harder to. To, to the degree to, and to the, to the severity of twenty years ago, it's changed. It may not be completely eliminated, but it's not as pervasive and as like like blunt as it used to be and so what the documentary does aside from established context to what led up to the events of that is also retroactively call out really shitty behavior that hasn't been addressed specifically so, specifically such as, such as Diane Sawyer no, 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 but no it's not that I'm talking about specifically behavior specifically to women and women and people of color because they touch upon the shit that she went through, they dragged Diane Sawyer because Diane Sawyer was is like draggable, draggable is and then some. should be, and then some, and they drag uh, Justin Timberlake, and, and when I say drag, I don't mean drag as in like oh they rake him through the court. I'm saying like they shine a light on their shitty fucking behavior. Correct. And me, one, being a huge fan of Justin Timberlake, I was like, oh, man, this is fucking not like I didn't because I lived it in, in real time. It's different than when you see all the instances condensed. Like, yeah. oh, you know what I mean? It's kind of like when it's kind of like when uh, um, they they sh um, in the office when they're showing all of Jim's when they're reading all of Jim's pranks. Back yes. him, and he goes, you know, all of these when you hear them. Back to back, they don't really seem that funny anymore, which I disagree because I'm like, that's still, they're still fucking hilarious. But my point is, it's that logic. Yeah. Like, when you see this all being pointed out and back to back, it's like, oh shit, this was really bad. Um, I, I, I was, uh, I don't want to say I was upset at Justin, but I was like, oh fuck, because I knew where it was coming from. I was like, this is a fucking 18, 19 year old kid who's ultra famous and ultra rich. Like you, he, mistakes were made. Mistakes were made, right? And that's fine. I don't. I personally am not of the like. I think cancel culture is bullshit. It's just like just like it. It, it goes too far to a certain extent. And there are several. There's a there's a timeline of events outside of the Britney Justin breakup that were called into question as a result of that shit coming up because when they broke up. It was at right at the cusp of when he was gonna drop his album and Crimea River was a big deal. He intentionally went out to pub to to like shame her, basically, casted her doppelganger in the video and accused her of all kinds of shit. He threw her under the bus about whether or not they were having sex, which was nobody's fucking like business to begin with, but he used it against her because she had gone out of her way to claim that she was gonna try and wait until she got married. So he was he made strategic moves to take digs at her that if they, if they tried to do it now, if a guy tried to do it now, they wouldn't fucking dare. Yeah. There's now. a ton of that, like stuff that because of progress in the last few years, 
uh, that there's a ton of stuff. We were just talking about it, like uh, the lyrics that, before we went on the air about the lyrics and songs that you used to sing as a kid and you didn't even realize. And it's like, and you didn't realize. And then I, I was thinking about every hair metal band that I've ever listened to, right? Like every, you know, Motley Crue, all of that stuff was straight up. Pour Some Sugar on Me is about coming on people. You know what I mean? Like it, the ch- ch- cherry pie and uh, like. I didn't know that, by the way. No, huh? you Yes, I, you did. I'm today years old when I realized Mike told me that pour some sugar on me was was uh, ejaculant, and I was like, "What?" Yeah, and 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 like cherry pie is all about fucking in different places, yeah. and and you know, like, and, and yeah, like it's it's just like uh, it's all super hypersexual. But as a little kid, I'm like, "She's my cherry pie. <laughs> I like you? to eat that sweet cherry pie." You know, like yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and then uh, he, here I am as a three year old, uh, as a three as a third grader. Singing, um, uh, oh, me so horny, oh, me so horny, um, and I'm like, just like, oh, we love you long time, yeah, yeah. we love you long time. And Big I did, Bob, if, if, if ever there was one, yeah. shout out to Child's Play on the Missing Sock Podcast Network, they actually review kids' bop albums, oh, and it man, is hilarious. Wild, I recommend everybody go watch it and go listen. So, as a result of them like as a result of the documentary trying to contextualize what led to these events which included not just her breakup with justin but the kevin Federline thing and like she was oh my god i forgot that guy existed breakdown we were we and i'm saying we like collectively as a planet we're watching it like somebody's downward spiral whereas now if something like that would happen like she got pregnant back to back she was going through a divorce she was probably dealing with postpartum and another things because divorces can be stressful i'm like i'm nobody and it fuck it almost cracked me in half i can't imagine like that kind of pressure all the other like moving pieces to her divorce like so we would look at that, I feel, I hope that we would look at that now with a little bit more compassion than we did back then, but we didn't back then. Back then, we there was pop. It was fine for 50 people to swarm her at a fucking diner and watch her eat. And she's people were like, a uh, I remember specifically people, it, it felt like there was an active cheering for her downfall. I mean, it felt like people were. It felt like people were like actively rooting for her downfall, and I remember thinking to myself, like, "Oh, I, I, like, I was, you know, don't get me wrong, uh, but 2008. I was trying to see how old I was. 25, whatever the fuck I was. 2007. I thought it was. It was her. 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 Her dip was from 07 to 08, like two solid years, like January. To December of 2008, like that, that those two years. So were... I was still like, man, she's still hot. I'll still fuck her. She's bald, but I'll fuck her. Like that's what, <laughs> that's what I said multiple times. I said it watching the documentary. I was like, yeah, damn, she's still hot. Like I was, like, I, I don't she's still hot. Um, she's a, she's, a, she's always been a good looking woman. I mean, like, and yeah. talented, yeah. and like so. I know it's not normal, but because I was, what, 14, 15 when she came out, she feels like somebody I've grown up with, even though it's like a ridiculous notion because we could not be further apart in realities. But that's the I don't know. You know where she's like people. You know what I think gets lost in the translation here, lost in the in like the all of the noise. She's a redneck. Like she's like her whole that's family. What said, that's what she said when she was like had her kid on the front seat of her car. That, like, yeah, that was her people were like, that that's how they people were like, oh, this is dangerous. And she's like, I'm from Louisiana. I'm a country she's girl. She's from the I country, man. That all the time. 
So, that, like it, it's it's honey boo boo with better looking people, man. It's, honey it's, boo boo, yeah. It's like she's like that's the thing is this. It's not like she came from you know, and and this is Hilton where I money. Yeah, like this is where it starts to like get really weird in terms of like how predatory uh child Hollywood young child Hollywood is. And like how many times I remember as a kid there were ads for those uh modeling agencies yeah, for yeah. children. Remember that shit? Yeah, yeah. And God only knows how many predatory people were in that loop on all that shit. I, I I've never done the research, but I like looking back on it now. Like it for dawns sure. on me, since, like when you'd be walking through the mall and they'd be like, "Oh, have you tried out?" Have for, you, you know, thought the, of yeah. I mean, that you're a beautiful to, young woman. <laughs> no, but like, yeah, I yeah never someone came up to me. It was like, "You're a beautiful young woman. Have you thought of you, you know, modeling?" And and. But then there was also so here's one of the things that people I don't know if they're really familiar with Nickelodeon is based out of Orlando because in Florida, all the production is non-union. So it's cheaper. Right. So child labor and all of the union rules for children get stretched, you know, like everything gets worked around. And Florida, again, being Florida is a place where the rules are very different than the rest of the world. Hashtag Florida. Yeah. But the uh, but but Orlando, like. Like, I keep, I always think about how um, immensely talented. I I will say one of my favorite artists uh, is um, oh man, uh, what the fuck, Hannah Montana, uh, uh, Miley, Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. She's what my favorite. I don't remember. My mind name. went blank because I was thinking no, of no, Hannah Montana no. because I, I I kept thinking Hannah Montana because during that show and all of the shit that she went through, she had the breakdown and everybody ate her ass alive too. Remember when they were making fun of her for the fucking twerking and the thing with the foam finger and all that shit, people went nuts and they were like actively cheering this woman. And then it comes out later on that like, as she starts coming into her own and all stuff, she was always a good singer, but then she comes into this, like she's fucking fantastic, like an immensely talented performer. There's a whole thing of when, um, Chris Cornell died. They were did a concert, and they did. Uh, she she went out there and she sang a song, and you can hear the audience like chuckle and kind of like what is it? when they announce her name. And she then by did. the end, by the end of that shit, standing ovation, people are losing their fucking minds. Like people are like, oh shit! And it was wild. Wow, right. she's so talented. But she, she went through a same kind of thing. She's like, Put some respect on my name, I, bro. Go she, watch. She it's, can sing. She can sing oof. the shit out of any song, any day. Of the Have week. you heard her sing Jolie? Oh yeah, yeah amazing. It's, it's, Great. Yeah, she, really she's good. talented. I'm not. I'm never going to. Well, can you especially came from the immensely talented Billy Ray Cyrus's balls. He's yeah. a, he's a star maker. That guy. Yeah, uh, I don't want to break his achy, breaky Ricky. balls. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> that. So anyway, so oh, the the this documentary has prompted in a matter of seven eight days has prompted a lot of conversations. One of which brought Justin Timberlake's pre uh like uh tour history. And missteps, I would say. Now, I want to say that I'm a huge Justin Timberlake fan, but as a fan, and I, Neri can attest to this, because of the shitty things, not like, not, I don't know outright shitty things, but like, there's been a lot of missteps. He's made made mistakes that he hasn't really atoned for. One of which is the shaming when they broke up. Granted, you were young, you were rich, you were famous, you're trying to... Like, I get it. I get the context of it at the time because I fucking lived it. But now, I think an, an apology wasn't 
do just for that because the Janet thing with the Super Bowl, he cut her ass dry like so this is this is a very interesting take because I again lived the, through the Janet Jackson Super Bowl uh, wardrobe malfunction as well, and I never got this like what Missy and I had this conversation yesterday. Um, I didn't know that that fucked over Janet Jackson's career. Oh, like, yeah. I, I did not know that. I was just like, oh, it's just a blip in the. I just because I'm always because again we're selfish beings, and in my mind I'm like, if it's not a big deal to me, who who nobody gives a fuck. Yeah, yeah. So I never thought that it was a big deal. So Missy pointed out how when it was like when it all happened and everybody the world shook, and it's fucking and it's and it's pearls. Justin, Justin Justin said Justin was like no that wasn't my fault we did he caught her dry and that week that that week that that happened in the the same week of the Super Bowl like that following Sunday was the Grammys she wasn't allowed to attend not even like they didn't let her walk there she wasn't allowed to attend and how you have the fucking gall to tell Janet Jackson to stay home from the Grammys I still don't understand. And he did nothing to help her at the time. He cut ties and ran for his life. And it wasn't even like they were randomly paired. They had worked together on his album. Like there yeah. was a artist relationship. When there. I knew, when I found out yesterday that it apparently had fucked over Janet's career, I'm like, I don't. I'm not a big Janet Jackson fan to begin with. I, I wasn't. I wasn't a big Janet Jackson fan. And I was like, has she even come out with albums? And. <laughs> And I was like, yes, like three or four. And I was like, the last Janet Jackson album I remember is Velvet Rope. I don't fucking know. Like, I don't know Janet Jackson. <laughs> and then I Googled it because my OCD, I started Googling it. And I was like, oh, man, there's been fucking four albums since. They're like, where the fuck have I been? And and my wife very uh, astutely pointed out, she's like, that's exam- an example of the problem. The fact that you don't know, like she's Janet Jackson, it's a fucking huge megastar, and she puts out four albums, and you fucking never heard of one of them, like that's an issue. That like, is an that, issue. That's, that's, a, that's a that's a point. That's like, hey, like Justin Timberlake's albums, the last two albums suck dick, but I knew I heard them, I fucking bought them, correct, <laughs> but they still so- suck. It's not even like, and I'm like, oh shit, so that's part of the problem. So that's me learning. Just yesterday, I'm like, oh, the shit. severity oh, of like, yeah, why we're here and why not for a week now on Twitter, of course, they've been dragging Diane Sawyer, ask the basically demanding, uh, she has to say something. If I was her PR person, I would, I would, but also Justin was part of that conversation. So Neri was like, what I said to him last night, I'm like, I want an apology that says, I fucked up, period, I will do better, period. I, I, That's all I need. I have to I have to say I have to comment about that also because there's a lot of times you're right. He's a piece of shit for not doing what he did. Here's where I start to get really confused because we were talking about the cancel culture thing and all stuff. Mm-hmm. The demand. I demand that he sh- he should come out and do well, a thing or whatever. But hold on, hold on, let me finish. But like the thing is is that yeah, you're absolutely right. And the end of that sentence Stop, the sentence stops there, and Correct. there's literally nothing that anybody can do about it. Correct. You can then react to the non-apology or right. whatever. But like, if people come out and and are like giving you an apology, and then you're like, "Oh, that's not good enough," and then there's people eating them. I'm right. like, I'm like, man, that's what he said. What he said. Do what you think. 
So we're gonna get there. Right? That's, we're that's talking about so- yesterday. She was talking about Missy was talking about like I want an apology, and I don't want a half house apology. This is what I want him again to- as nobodies. Yeah, nobody don't no, matter. Think, but, is, but I don't think it's as nobody. He's gonna land on an apology. Like he's Justin Timberlake. He has a team of people. They're gonna get in his ear about about saying something. And in my and when you say something, in my nothing opinion. It was the only way that I was going to be okay with it, again, as just me being a, an individual, a, yes, an individual. The only kid, the only way that I was going to make my peace with it was that if the apology was structured correctly in that form of oversimplifying it, I fucked up, period, I will do better. And right. then from here on forward, strategic, strategically do better. And then we're good. We're good in my eyes. I will go to your concerts. I will buy your shitty albums. Right. I will do all of it. I won't, but. And then this morning, well, like what, 11, 1 o'clock, he fucking drops an apology that, in my opinion, was fucking perfect. Was eavesdropping on Missy. So then Missy. I was talking to Neri. Oh, like, like he nailed it. Like he nailed, nailed it for you. Yeah, yeah. And then I was talking yeah. to Neri and I was like, hey, Justin, I need a million dollars. I need yeah. a million dollars. It's like, like when your phone starts pumping at, like you've been talking about some shit and then a phone, like Instagram ads starts going by, like, how the, how do they know? Do you want me to read you the apology? Wait, wait, before you get there, before you get there, I will say, I want to address a comment that Mike was like, oh, we're like demanding of a, here's the reason why, man, is because we have to demand, not just, not because he's a celebrity, but we have to demand better of our society. Yes, absolutely. We have to hold people accountable for like, hey, man, that was fucking shitty. And if, if, whether or not you're a nobody like me, Missy and Mike, like, hey, I think if we don't demand it, that here's the thing. He's uh, we are the people that he listens to. We meaning the masses. Right. Right. Because all the masses are are a, a lot of fucking nobodies. Well, and here's the here's, nobodies are saying, hey, man, that was fucked up. Right. But and let me we're the ones that buy your fucking albums and watch your shitty fucking mediocre movies where you're fucking better <laughs> performing than the actually outcome of the movie. Like fucking, you know what I mean? Like we are the voice of like we should be the voice of demanding. I one hundred percent agree with you. But here's another thing of the double edged sword that is social media, because there's often these insanely loud voices flooding social media that don't represent like ninety nine percent of people give a fuck about what Justin Timberlake and Paul. They're just still gonna let's turn on the radio and they're gonna be like, I'm bringing in sexy back. They don't care. The, the thing is, is that because of social media, everyone's voice is at the same volume because everybody's font is the same size. Everyone's at the same size. Like my the Wall Street Journal and my tweets are the exact same size. Correct. So if if there's a what what's like a dog pile of tweets and retweets and suddenly there's this kind of like idea of like, oh, well, I have to join in on the social media. And then it doesn't portray an accurate representation of the masses. It right. sounds it's a mob, loud. It's mob, it's mob justice. It's because when I say I w- I'm demanding an apology is I want you to come correct and redeem yourself. But in a larger scale, demanding an apology in the context of cancel culture is demanding your fucking head, which that I don't. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I don't want that. I'm not down for that. I, I just think that we should demand better of people. Absolutely. Like, and there's nothing wrong, but there's nothing wrong with, with the, I, and what I'm saying, and, and I, I don't mean to cut you off. The, what I'm saying is that the social media aspect of it all, like you, like sending a tweet out is like, and expecting, like there's, it's, it's almost like you're, you're sending, like people think they're texting this guy. 
or like yes. the way that yes. they write there. So they think that that guy is going to look at your tweet. Okay. He's but, absolutely. If he but, does, it's one out of a million of the things that okay, he sees. Now, now read, now read, Missy, with that said, Mike. Yes. Missy, read with a half uh, masticated piece of meat in your mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, read eat on, it. eat on stream. Um, Fill your mouth. Fries and right. just hamster it. Um, That's attractive. Okay. <laughs> so, so he writes 10 hours ago. So what it's 10. So literally at noon, he goes, I've seen the messages, tags, comments, and concerns, and I want to respond. I'm deeply sorry for the times in my life where I, my actions contributed to the problem, where I spoke out of tone, where I spoke out of turn or did not speak up for what was right. I understand that I fell short in these moments and in many others and benefited from a system that condones misogyny and racism. I specifically want to apologize to Britney Spears and Janet Jackson, both individually, because I care for and respect these women and I know I failed. I also feel compelled to respond in part because everyone involved deserves better and most importantly, because this is a larger conversation that I wholeheartedly want to be part of and grow from. The industry is flawed. It sets men, especially white men, up for success. It's designed this way. As a man in a privileged position, I have to be vocal about this because of my ignorance. I didn't recognize it for all that it was while it was happening in my own life, but I do not want to ever benefit from others being pulled down again. I have not been perfect in navigating all of this throughout my career. I know this apology is a first step and doesn't absolve the past. I want to take accountability for my own missteps in all of this, as well as be part of a world that uplifts and supports. I care deeply about the well-being of the people I love and have loved. I can do better, and I will do better. I need a million dollars. Like, he nailed it. I walked away from that. I'm like, fantastic. Great. We're good. Now, do you think that that, that actually came from Justin Timberlake and he feels that way? Uh, I believe it that sounds it sounds like him because he's... I he's He's written apologies before, and it sounds like his voice. <laughs> he's written, how many apologies does this guy have to write? Well, he um, fucked up a couple years ago, but yeah, I, well, I mean, he, uh, like, he's cheated on his wife. That's not right. Uh, but um, uh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so, so, but what my, you know, it's interesting because it, I'll say this: not for nothing. Hold on, let's go back to that fucking thing. Not for nothing, right? Cheating on your wife, awful, whatever. But that apology was old. To his wife and only to his fucking yes, wife. Yes, mm-hmm. that's so, what he that, up. So, so yeah, there shouldn't be, there shouldn't have had to be a public fucking apology letter. Absolutely. But there well, that's what people. That's what I'm saying. That there's still like there's already people looking at this apology that you think is perfect. Oh, and like I oh, this this one. trash. And oh, that's God. this doesn't count and all this stuff. Like, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I, I'm looking at. Yeah, a, I'm in group chats with those assholes. I, yeah, who I cares about performative public statements, JT? Did you apologize to Janet directly? It's like maybe he did, but who the fuck are you, person on Facebook? You know, like, like that's I my totally point. Agree. There's I this. Totally there's. Agree. I do believe that there's an entitlement culture. Yep. That's running parallel to cancel culture, mm-hmm. where. It's dangerous to assume that your opinion is the opinion. You know what I mean? Right. Like we get into trouble. All, all, we get into that, that conversation all the time where when we talk about something that, oh, that sucked or oh, that was that was awesome or whatever. It's like, again, we disagree. It's an opinion. It's not a verifiable fact or whatever that whatever's happening here. The people who are responding to it, calling for his head or whatever, they're going to be disappointed because of the fact that there's like that middle ground. 
Like, there's going to be that equilibrium that happens. There's going to be the Harvey Weinsteins that are like, yeah, fuck them and whatever. And then there's going to be people like James Gunn who did dumb shit and made insensitive tweets and crazy outlandish statements on Twitter and then repented. And then they gave him his job back after he, they're like, oh, well, I had apologized to that, blah, 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 because of the way it was perceived. Then there's shit like Gina Carano, who's not doubling down. She's doubling down. She's making a movie with Ben fucking Shapiro about dumb. I don't know. It's going to be terrible. She's not a great actress. But the, you know, I didn't know this until Twitter today. Twitter taught me this. So Ben Shapiro, before he became a quote unquote conservative talk show host. Yeah. Um, I say that because I don't really believe he's conservative. I just believe that he this is where his money he found a niche and this is where he's exploding. This, right. this so but before he became a quote unquote conservative talk show host, he was a failed movie producer. His family, his dad and his mom grew up as major TV as major players in Hollywood. And he still fucking failed at it. And Twitter was quick to point out, like, this is the guy you're aligning yourself with. Like, he was nepotism couldn't even fucking yeah. make like let him succeed in this. But that's how bad he was at this business that yeah. he had a fucking shoe in. He was a white dude whose parents were already in the industry, and he still fucking failed at it. And this is the dude you want to align yourself with and make a fucking movie or document or whatever the fuck you want to make. Hmm. Like, it's good. And you're not the greatest actress. By the greatest, I mean even yeah, good. man. That entitlement <laughs> that she like, 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 I, I, it's so frustrating. And it's like, and then she puts in quotes, "Our uh, we will not be silenced." I'm like, oh Jesus, who the fuck is we? You suck. Take, take um, the fucking, take that sign. Take the hint. You want to know? My, so I was talking with the. Uh, I was talking. You know, we were. I was texting with a couple of different people. Will I was texting with a couple of different people about how Gina Carano is the anti Dave Batista, right? Like they both got hired for their physicality, right? right? They're not for their acting ability. They got hired because they look and move a certain way. Dave Batista goes and starts taking acting lessons, is crying, is thankful, is grateful. And then Gina Carano does this bullshit. Guess which one of them is still employed by Disney? You know what I mean? Like, guess which one of them still got a job? The one that is appreciative of the work that he's doing and the opportunity. And then this girl, all she had to do was shut up all she had to do and now she's like i'm persecuted like the jews because you know it's so funny because she's um like that comment right like all she had to do is keep her mouth quiet and when you say that about a woman you're like wow that's fucked up right and (laughs) right like oh that's kind of fucking uh, that mentality i don't know if i if i I agree with that mentality and then you read her tweets and you go oh no 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 she should (laughs) have shut the fuck up i would have said that to anybody you could have just stopped talking in november like just stop talking in november like just stop tweeting in november they were going to announce her own show in december and because she tweeted in november some dumb shit they were like let's pull back on this and then they canceled they a fucking like brave, Cara Dune show. They, they gave like everybody brave, a fucking show except Cara Dune. They were a Braveheart. They did a Braveheart, right? They were about to announce it yeah. from dumb shit in November, and they're like, hold, 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 <laughs> hold. And then they were like, should we? And then she was like, tweet, 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 February. And they're like, So here's here, to tie it back into the Justin Timberlake, Britney thing. There is a team of people from yeah. disney or a team of people from justin timberlake's because he's got a movie coming out that's what it is no it already came out or it. whatever it was uh-huh. but um that there's a there's like you said pr people teams of pr people that are like 
Here's what you should say. I mean, this is this is this, I, I think this is what I think happened. I think that his team uh, and this is me being this is and I, I'm I'm totally acknowledging mm. the fact that this is my hopeful thinking, wishful thinking of what happened because I am a fan of his work. Mm. Okay, so I'm acknowledging this is a wish list of what I think and hope happened. Is hey guys, uh, um, hey, they're they're fucking dragging you through the coast. Like, yeah, I know. I feel pretty shitty about it. I want to apologize, and they're like, "Well, let's run it by us first. And right. then we write an apology. And they're like, mm, "Okay, if you want to say this," and they're like, "Yeah, let's talk about you know, end it." And maybe they gave their notes, like, uh, maybe yeah. add the word misogyny. But like I, I do shit that. like that, and then he fucking I again. That's my hopeful thinking is that he wanted to apologize. He, he didn't write that. Bad. He said he said uh, say that I'm sorry about this, but, and then fill it in, and okay. blah. And then someone went. Tick, 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 if tick, we're gonna go, if we're gonna, I I am the I'm walking the line here between both of your opinions because I feel like he definitely wanted to say something, but. Um, if he ever wants to work again, if he ever wanted to be respected in the climate of 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 that he's walking into, he's he was gonna have to say something, and it was gonna have to be correct, or just don't say anything at all, because then you're gonna really get canceled if you come out and say some fuck shit. So I think that he has to in his line of work. It can't be a genuine thing that you just tweet on the toilet, like say the president of the United no, States, and no, just no, send no, of it course. out. Yeah. If you want to be responsible about what you're trying to do, because this is just the business that he's in, he has to go to his team. So I'm not going to hold that against him. This is what kind I of. Like what, I'm not holding it against him. Yeah, I'm just saying kind of it's part of the I'm game. Saying, but this yeah. is kind of like what we were talking about yesterday, right? Like when your girl goes, "Oh, you should buy me. You should like buy me flowers every once in a while for no reason." I was like, "Well, now that you fucking said it, I can't fucking do it because yeah. now you're going to fucking think that I only got it. You didn't give me the chance." To be spontaneous, right? So all these people who are quote unquote demanding a fucking apology, well, now when I do apologize, you're not gonna be happy because you're gonna accuse me of only apologizing because you demanded it. So maybe if you would have just stayed quiet for Valentine's Day, I would have come out with my own fucking apology. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe that's the like that's well, know, look at what's happening with uh Joss Whedon. Oh man! Yeah, like yeah. The, look at what's happening with Joss Whedon. Like Fucking people, justice for cyborg. But one of the here's the thing, is that these all follow a very similar trajectory, right? Like they all have a pattern, and if you notice, there's man, <laughs> white man, powerful. yes, powerful. Uh, well, I mean, he's in a position of power, so he has to be white man. You know what I mean? Like he has to be like they don't give those away. The like Joss Whedon had was like this darling like everybody fucking loved him all he was like a nerd hero with you know buffy and angel and firefly and he created these universes for uh, the shows and then and then he gets hired to do the avengers he gets hired to do the avengers age of ultron and then you you get the the like the shit around age of ultron time where it's a professional disruption or whatever then there's like stuff that came out a few years ago about him um being uh anti-diversity in some of his castings of his old shows and you look back and you're like oh shit you're right there are like if there's no diversity granted diversity. yeah he hired vampires goblins <laughs> no, diversity demons man. yeah Demon. yeah, yeah he, was he was like hey angels like come on dude and everybody knows that all those things are white and the <laughs> 
and then it comes out that it's like, oh, it's much more nefarious. Wait, there, was, there was one black guy though, an angel. I want to go. On. I'm not saying uh, that's enough. I'm just saying that there was that one. I mean, you want to give him the there token? Were black actors in in uh, Buffy too, and in Firefly, there were. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying is that those were all apparently there was a very fair amount of like pushback from him. Yeah, like that may not have been his first choice, you know. Correct. And and but you know it it goes. It's this weird contrast that you hear from like the people just, that work with him that I love him. Picture, I'm sorry. I just picture the casting, and they're like, "Oh, we got this guy to play Angel's uh, best friend in the show Angel," and, and they're like, uh, "Yeah, he's great. Look at that role, whatever." Blah blah. And then Joss is like looking around. He's like, "Yeah, but he's black, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, he's just, like the only one. Like, yeah, but he's, he's but he's black. Are we gonna?" Nobody else is gonna say anything, <laughs> and then everybody else is like, "No, we're all cool with that." And he's like, "No, no, me too." Me yeah, too. yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, 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 good. Right, right, right. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, it's kind of like, did you ever see that video that I just saw this video online of uh, it was on America, it was on Good Morning America, where there was a parent speaking at a um PTA meeting. <laughs> and he was saying, I don't know how old this clip was because I saw it on, on Instagram. So I don't know how old the clip was, but they played it on on America on Good Morning America. And there's a parent who's Mexican, who's clearly Hispanic. And, and then he's saying, like, you know, I walked into my kid's bedroom. And my kid was crying. And, and because of the of the treatment that he oh, uh, the treatment that he's that he's getting here at this school. Like and it's just a fucking library. They're in the school library. Yeah. And then one guy yells out, "Then why don't you go back to Mexico? Or why did you take him out of Mexico? Why, or why didn't you stay in Mexico? Something along those lines." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go back to your country, shit. And the entire fucking room goes, <gasps> "What did he? What get out of here? What the hell?" He turned on him. Yeah. They he thought, and he literally put his hands up. Like what? Like what? We're not. <laughs> oh, no, no, like he literally he did. thought he was he, gonna be the email. white savior. He literally put his fucking hands up, like we're not all racist pricks here. We're not. This oh. is not. I mean, everybody else here is. There was one minority, so I just figured, assumed that there would be more than me. And wow. everybody was like, and you hear old women, which you know stereotypically are the most racist. Yep. You hear old white women like, get out of here, get out. like they just fucking just immediately. Yeah, and everybody spoke except the Mexican dude. I think the Mexican dude was just trying to find the words in English. He's right? just like. How do you say from a bean oh, guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you say pinch your way in fucking English? Pinch your way. What does that translate to? What does that translate to? Wow, he's thinking. Hijo de puta. What is that? <laughs> what is hijo, son? Uh, um, I have an hijo. I have an hijo. But why, uh, while he's coming up with the curse words, all the white people came to his defense. But that gesture of him putting his hands up, like, what am I? I mean, that's how I pictured Josh Whedon. It's like, oh, so I'm. We're, so we're gonna get a black guy. That's we're, we're just gonna go. Oh, that, I mean. That's one of my. That's one of my favorite heckle moments when the heckler realizes he's out on an island by himself. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? The heckler yeah. will be like, and then you, the, even the audience around him is like, "Hey, man, shut up!" <laughs> and he's like, "I saw a heckler oh, go after. Yeah. I saw a heckler go after Ta uh, Tammy Pescatelli one time. Oh yeah, and Tammy's phenomenal with hecklers. She's great. He went after Tammy. But you could tell she was just trying to be nice, like, all right, sir, whatever, blah, blah. And then he said something about her fucking kid, and her kid had just been born like a year ago, like a year prior to that. And he said, blah, 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 blah kid. And the whole audience was like, oh, what the fuck, man? Like, they were just like, yeah, that, like it's not like, even funny anymore. Like, even amongst the drunk, the drinking late night crowd, they were like, hey, man, there's a fucking no go zone. 
yeah. and you don't talk about somebody's kids. And it was just like, and then that fucking one heckler was like, I mean, I was just kidding. No, and I just uh. I thought I was helping. Uh, those are <laughs> like, but when they like they when they shout something out, and all of a sudden the lights on them, and then they're like, ha, <laughs> like they deflate, like one of those Christmas. Things. I always like I always like to bring it to like when they say something in the middle of a joke and then I go, oh, "Was that, sir?" And they fucking stay quiet. Going, really? Now that I just give you the opportunity to talk, yeah. you don't want to talk. You just want to. And then we'll just do that. We'll do that thing when you know when you're on the phone. Yeah. And you're like, uh, <clears throat> I, I, okay, okay, I'll no, say. No, 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 you <laughs> don't do that no, shit. Can, <laughs> I said it. <laughs> oh, fucking hecklers! The worst. Oh, look. I mean. Eddie, shout out to Eddie for uh, commenting. He did a laugh emoji. Uh, that's yes. Uh, speaking of which, he should have this guy on your uh, the Olu Kubanity because his name, that's his name, and he goes by Eddie. And I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> <all that happens>. Eddie. <laughs> Eddie Beto. Like, he's just uh, Harry Berto is, you know, if you spell it, it's Eddie. Eddie Beto. Yeah. That, that, that's Eduardo. Isn't that Eduardo? It sounds like Eddie if you say Eddie. <laughs> Am I right, Eddie Beto? Come on, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, is, that the, is that the bar we've set of people that come on the show? We actually, oh, man. I'm, I hope I get it. But there's this guy. He's like a legit. Huh? Have you messaged people? Uh, we've reached out. He, he has not responded as of yet. So fingers, fingers, Christ. Fingers crossed. Fingers Christ, my God. Christ. <laughs> fingers Christ. Fingers cringled. Fingers Christ. Um, <laughs> fingers Christ. Is that when you is that when you nail your two fingers together? <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> oh my god. Um uh, the idea uh oh we're we might be getting this guy who's um a Cuban, like legit Cuban historian, who's like at the University of Leeds in the UK. Like he's like the head of the history, pro- like someone very, very big up and high up. And we're trying to like figure out the schedule. How, how much do you need to know of Cuban history in Leeds? Well, he's he <laughs> does, like he's part of a, a educate, you know, like a university that does study in history. He writes books and shit, and he publishes articles. No, I'm just saying, like you were like in the UK. I'm like, what the UK? No, 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 he's Cuban. He's born in Cuba, and then he went over there to teach and I'm be a professor and all stuff. Ball, so I don't know why you're actually answering these honestly. I'm just busting balls. The I, the, the, I like watching when this happens. Just that why. <laughs> <laughs> it's, really it's like no, 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 no. I'm serious. And the, the guy, he's, he's. Uh, and he's like, yeah, but you know. I like the fact that he's giving me credentials. I'm like, yeah, but he's in the UK, bro. What I'm just proud. I'm just proud that he's like, we're we're past the stage of like he wants to come on. We just got to figure out the scheduling. That's cool. Like I, you know, I want to. I, I like it, it's motivating me to reach out to bigger guests, like a pit bull. Like, like a, like a Gloria Estefan. Hey, DJ said that he that he'd be on. We just gotta, I just gotta do, we gotta do the scheduling thing. But DJ hey, Zog, due diligence, I, brother. Let's go. Let's get DJ Zog on here, man. DJ Zog said that he. Uh, I wonder if he's Cuban. Is he Cuban? I don't know. Um, but uh, so D, so we talked about Britney and then and Justin uh, and and Josh Whedon, uh, and good news, everybody. The um, Gorilla Glue lady, she's oh. good. Yes, follow up on the Gorilla Glue Lady. Follow up on the Gorilla Glue Lady. Bad news is people now are taking this as a Gorilla Glue challenge. Oh, my God. And uh, there are no winners in this fucking <sighs> This is there why aliens no, skip us. <laughs> there are no winners in this challenge. It's and, so, like, even the guy, there was, like, I, what was the article that some guy was, like, 
yeah, I'm doing it to prove that it ain't it ain't nothing. And then he's like, ah, it's something. It's uh, uh the one where he 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 a gorilla glued uh, a red solar cup to his lip. That's yeah. not you're lying. I sent the I sent yeah, we got the, it was in I the said, link. I sent it to you. Yeah, I sent the article. It was probably eating wings. Hold on. But the the thing about like um these challenges i don't believe that they become challenges someone who's an idiot will be like oh i'm gonna do the gorilla the tide pod challenge and well, then it gets spread around thing, i think in our culture and sadly this is the case the gorilla glue lady became famous she made seventeen thousand dollars in a gofundme yeah again that's not really I a lot sure like that happened to me but my point is, she became famous, and people were like, "Well, if she can do it, I can do it." So, what can I gorilla glue? That's Why what do people want to be famous. I no, look, people, I want to be famous. The it's it's the yeah, it's, I want to be famous for the right things. I'm okay. Yeah, that's what I meant. Right. Like, that yes. I, like, I don't even. I don't. Even, it's like, like I'm beating myself mom. up, going back and forth. And I'm like, should I do skits? Like I'm doing that in my head. Mm. Like, should I do skits? Because everybody that does skits gets famous. And I'm like, should I start doing skits? And I'm like, I'm not really a skit guy. Like I'm. That's my back and forth. This guy's back and forth is like gorilla glue challenge accepted. Like that's his fucking uh. back and forth. We're, and I'm just like, Ugh, fuck the the, but like that's the thing. Not everybody gets famous, you know. Like there's some idiots out there who are gorilla gluing themselves with zero exposure. And like yeah. they just did it. And by the way, by the way, if you're not the first, you're exactly. Fucking, it doesn't matter. I mean, you gotta, you gotta be the first to gorilla glue your hair, bro. If you're the third person to gorilla, glue, now you're just Apollo 13. Yeah, like oh, we're going to the moon. Who gives a fuck? Apollo eleven did it. Apollo twelve did it. We don't give a fuck. Apollo thirteen. We don't care about your moon until until shit goes wrong. Now you're the first one. Now you're no, not longer the third gonna, one. To open the moon. Yeah. You're the first one to have to fucking emergency land back on yeah. Earth. That There's gonna the like in a couple weeks. You're gonna hear like, like gorilla glue accident. Uh, gorilla glue copycat suffers a tremendous uh, whatever, and then that's gonna be the one that it's like oh. The copycat actually now had, you know, discovers the cure for baldness or whatever. Like gorilla glue, who knew? You know. It's yeah, I'm not. If it, if, it, if if it cures baldness, I'll try it. I mean, it does for a while because <laughs> whatever you <laughs> stick will Stop stay. Stop with your bangs, Neri. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you the gorilla glue will adhere a toupee very solidly. Has Neri ever has never Neri ever played with his phantom hair like combed over and, and when he's been on you the ever, phone with you? No, no, I, I it's he doesn't. Hilarious. That's <laughs> <laughs> so. Like two years ago, right? I see an ad, and it's <laughs> that ad for like the men's growth hair growth thing, whatever. And it's uh, I'm a sucker for a good ad or a bad one. I don't give a mm. fuck how good the quality. Just is. ads. Just say ads. Yeah, I'm a sucker yeah, for yeah. ads. And um and there was an ad and it was like hey grow back your hair and it was like it was whatever the fuck it seemed <laughs> reputable and whatever and it made you take pictures of your scope and then fucking send it to whatever and you did a virtual meeting with a doctor and a whole thing to get because it's, it's a prescription they really they really went all out for this <sighs> marketing but so whatever so they did it so I did it whatever and I was like and I told I made the mistake of telling Missy like oh I'm doing this hair growth that thing. wasn't a mistake it was a huge mistake and she <laughs> laughed cackled in my fucking face. <laughs> What an asshole! <laughs> yeah, legit, legit, and uh, and because so, we know it's not gonna 
it'll work. Why are you wasting your money on that? So, uh, so then I started doing this thing where I was like, we'll do this, right? I started doing this thing where we'd be in the middle of a conversation and I'd go like, yeah, uh-huh. And I, <laughs> just, and then. I got to put down my baby hairs. Yeah, I, I would do that too. I would do that too. Or I, I would be, uh, like, I, like, she would pop me and I'd be at the gym and I'd go, hold on. and uh now this isn't to prove her point but this is um one it didn't work but two i didn't really give it a chance because i never fucking did it like it was one of those things where when i ended up canceling the subscription they were like why do you want to cancel i'm like i never do i I literally i told them the truth i was like i just don't do it like was I, it for hymns? Was it the pill? Yeah, Did I think it was for it. Well, it was yeah. two. It was a twofold thing. It was like pills, yeah, and like a fucking lotion and the whole thing, and um. Like again, I just never did it. I was I never got into the routine of no. routinely putting it in my hair, and you gotta let it sit for x, x amount of time and take the pills. I never fucking got into the routine. So, did it work? No, but uh, I also never gave it a real shot. To be yeah, honest. hair loss is a really big thing, also in like the what do you want to call them? not incel, but like the red pill guys, like that 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 the, oh. the like the misogynist, the men's rights people, like. Like they're t- like the ones that that are very anti women, but they're also like obsessed with keeping their hair because they think it's like it's, I saw this article or this this like this thing that they did that it, that it showed that the people that ran this group of women hating guys were also like predominantly featured in this other group on Reddit that had that was all about like keeping your hair. Like it was like to to maintain your yeah, hair. Man, I was, I'm yeah, honestly, uh, that's what like. If you ask me right now, would you rather your hair back or be skinny? I I choose hair over skinny. Well, it's a that's what I'm saying. Like really? it's such an important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have a I'm I'm th- I got a thinning little spot back here, and then it's like the entradas. It's not that little. Uh, oh, compare it to yours though. Compare it to yours. Show me yours. We'll compare. Pull yours off. Let me see. Uh, I shaved my head, okay? Because I fucking went to live with it. You know what those guys in that group call that? They call that giving up. Yeah. They do. They, I swear, like that was the thing. They're you like, no, they these free. these quitters. They're yeah, yeah, but they also call fucking people who go to AA quitters. So I yeah, mean, yeah, you're not wrong, but also just you gotta learn when to fucking. Up. You gotta learn when to fold them. Yeah, yeah, that, but that's like I always said that too. Like I still have I cut my hair short. It's not like if I if I felt like I was gonna shave it all off during quarantine because I was going crazy with the no haircuts. You know, you know who has amazing hair? Ah, uh, <laughs> legit. Hurry, hurry, Berto. Hurry, 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 Berto, He has fucking phenomenal hair. Like phenomenal hair. Like oh, damn. There's some guys that are blessed, man. Blessed, blessed. It's such a, it's a, but that's another thing that is also like, like that's the thing that guys are judged on a lot, and I think that guys have a lot of their genetic shit judged more than like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. We're not talking about because women are judged by weight. I know, I know what Missy's gonna say. Women are judged by weight. No, we're not we're just about, weight. But we're about genetically, I, I would, I want to, very early on in my career, I was at Bougainvilliers, all right, it's a, which is a bar for those of you who yeah. don't know bar at least it was i don't know if it's still going on maybe and they and we started my group of friends they started uh comedy there right they started it was like every week every sunday night they'll do comedy at bougainvilliers and there was one time where i started like oh what do you 
you know, uh, you know, talking about dating and guys and whatever. And I said to him, like, what do you find? What do you look for in a guy? And I said, what kind of like, what's the biggest turnoff, whatever? And then she said, uh, height. I go, what do you mean? She goes, I don't like short guys. I go, oh, okay. And then I went out with my joke. That, that's when I didn't realize I didn't know I was a comedian. Don't ask a question if unless unless I mean, you got a bit coming. Uh, and then I stopped my bit. I stopped my material to go back and be like, really? Height? Like it just hit me, and I was like, something that he has no fucking control over. Like he literally has zero fucking control over. That's what you're fucking focused on. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, huh? Cause it's not even like teeth. You could get braces, bro. Just get braces with your fucked up teeth. Like, okay. But height, like that's, I find it weird. I find it's a, a, a weird uh, thing there. And and hair loss at a certain point is genetic as well. Like, it's not like there's some at people. Every point, at every point. Unless at, you're that fucking asshole on Seinfeld who's shaving his head before it's time. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, but like that, that's a, and that's a big thing. Like, like how, uh, like self-worth, where self-worth comes from, like, that for like men there's like in those groups i will say because it's not ever i can give a fuck but it's and there's i know people that's not a it's a generalization based on these two groups of things these incel red pill guys and the fact that they are obsessed with getting like fighting their genetics or whatever because there's a whole other group of dudes that are bitter about being short there's a whole bunch of dudes bitter about being bald there's a whole bunch of dudes just bitter it's just hate uh, they hate themselves and it and it like at a certain point it's like don't you are you seeing the connection here you know about the hate making you un like maybe like you should focus on other parts because you're just turning yourself into a piece of shit you know you're an asshole so i don't know well it's stuff that i think the stuff that we're critical about are like self-critical about it's nine times out of ten it's not you it's like somebody put that shit in your head that it should be different or should be better or doesn't no. it doesn't make the cut or something like that and there's uh i think a spectrum to the severity of it and it, that's how how deep it affects you is how deep the criticism and all of that shit was so i mean i yeah i've I had problems say- with my weight my whole life but yeah. i was also on a diet in first grade like confirmed paperwork uh so like that I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't born thinking I should eat. Like I had a problem where there's something wrong with me, but I was raised that way. So it just happens. Like if you're, if you get a complex about your height or your hair or whatever, it's not you, somebody fucking put that in your head. Well, the, I, I mean, you're right. Like, but there's certain ingrained things that I think get attention. Like, like there are people like, in ancient Greece, there were people that got away with murders because they were pretty. Like that—that that was viewed as a sign of a blessing yeah. from the gods. If you were just, if you were attractive, I think Gina Carano was was banking on that she's hot yeah. to get to let her get away with everything she was saying. Uh, you know, I don't. I you know maybe, but also like in terms of just in life in general, like a more attractive person has a better advantage. Like it's like percent. it's like a, it's like totally proven, and it's not even about like they're just literally talking about like people are nicer to attractive people they did i watched a 2020 one time this is 20 years ago i watched this 2020 where they did a a study where they had an attractive woman 
in New York City and a regular looking dude, balding, little chubby dad bod, whatever, both go to places and ask for reservations. Mm. And a fucking the woman got it all the time. And things like a reservation, a cab, pulling over a cab. And these were both white people. So it wasn't even like race related. Right. And it was like the white and the fucking attractive woman was like everything and i think they did it like five different times and there was only one dude when they because the cameras came afterwards and they're like why did you do what did you do and there was only one dude which is the one of the guys at the restaurant where he literally pulled fucking receipts and he was like no i when i was full when he came and then i got a call at this time and they had a cancellation and right. then the chick happened to walk in. I swear to God. And then as that guy's saying it, he's saying it in the most effeminate voice. And you go, no, I, I believe him. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's fine. He's, he did it. it but it, it, like, even if it's not about gender, like an attractive, like I remember, <laughs> I remember it, it, going it, it, to see 300. I, that's why I'm really, I, we've talked about this before, but like Henry Cavill talking about how dehydrated you have to be to shoot a, like a shirtless scene as a man. And like the pressures as the dudes are on to be shredded. Um, Tell me about it, bro. Yeah, I know. I mean, I go through it all the time. Same struggle. Oof. Me and Henry Cavill, like this, like finger, finger, finger Christ. Fingers crossed. Fingers, Fingers Christ. Crossed. Fingers Christ. <laughs> like this, Tommy. We was like this, like fingers. Well, I think that, like going back for a second to the whole. To the, I, yeah. No, go ahead. No, 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 no. Okay, you, you were gonna say. So I was gonna say that going back to the whole. Uh, to the Justin Timberlake apology, just for for half a second, uh, the reaction that I got in my personal circle was a lot of like ambivalence. Why now? And it's like you can't. You can't win. You can't win. And then, so often, in my opinion, what's needed is for a man, like in the conversation of misogyny, just misogyny. And I'm not gonna touch racism, misogyny, and alone and everything that comes with that. And it's my opinion that we need good, decent men to hold themselves accountable and say, I fucked up, but I'll do better. Like, that's, you know, oversimplifying it. And here's a guy who's fucking saying that and he's still getting shit on by like, well, why now? And it's too little, too late. And it's like, you can't win. Like, there's no winning because now the pressures of that I faced as a larger woman are are different now than because I'm smaller because now I have to strategize because even though and I'm not saying that I'm like this hot piece of ass I'm just saying like as as a blanket statement you as a woman you have to strategize on how you dress because that's the reaction you're gonna get when you go out it's it's not right I'm not saying that it's it's incidental it just it just happens it exists but it's just that a way. byproduct yeah. I can either wear what I want to wear and then deal with like the the bullshit that'll come or i could just skip that part and wear oversized sweaters and shit like that you could billy eilish it i could billy eilish it and i i love her and i i love the way that she reacted to it to to the controversy about her mm -hmm. body and like you're just proving why she dresses the way that she dresses because the second you call her in a tank top and it was like a hundred degrees or some shit like everyone was came after her and like ripped her to pieces and that was like one picture that she's been famous i mean she's been relevant and for really? i want to say like she's what 18 19 for at least four or five years mm -hmm. 
So yeah. one picture of her in a tank top when she spent four or five years in like four X sweatshirts and she got ripped to shit for a whole week, which and, I think and then, it, but that's the thing about I was talking about the voices being all the same volume and not representing the mass. Like I think most people would did not care. I think there are people on Twitter that want to be vitriolic because it gets attention. I think that it's I I don't know if she got ripped to shit by the masses. She got ripped to shit on Twitter on social media. No, but the press came after her too. There were there were people right, magazine. So, not really a, the social media and the press have kind of become the same thing because CNN is literally showing retweets. You know what I mean? Like as so, news. So. so there's a guy um because uh, the trend Justin Timberlake was was trending. And he said there's a guy who re, uh, replied to his apology He's not famous. He's a nobody. Uh, and he says, I'm not. But somehow he's gotten 3000 likes for this tweet. He says, I'm not going to I'm not going to forgive Justin Timberlake anytime soon, especially since he's only apologizing because of all the pressure that he's been put on, uh, been put on him. Yeah. I would have re- uh, respected him a lot more if he had come forward on his own accord. Right. And to which I reply, God forbid someone apologizes when his errors are pointed out to him. Jesus, dude, dude. He, I said, he's damned if he does and damned if he doesn't. He messed up. He apologized, wants to grow and learn. What else can a man do or say? Like, I don't understand. We, we quote unquote demand people's uh, to be like, hey, a uh, fucking acknowledge that you did wrong. OK, I did wrong. You're right. I now I see it now. I fucked up. You're only saying that because I fucking pointed it out to you. There was a Sarah Silverman. Sarah Silverman talking I don't about. understand what the fuck else you want the guy to do. Yeah. Like wh- wh- I don't understand. Oh, he shouldn't have. He shouldn't have fucked up to begin with. But people are human, dude. They, yeah. they make mistakes. I don't understand. Like I just don't understand that logic of like you're only now apologizing because of all the scrutiny you're under. Like, well, the- I mean, everybody does that. Do you, unless. Yours, I don't know who the fuck does this. When you fuck up, doesn't it usually take somebody to fucking point out how yes, that, you yeah. did? That's it's a wrong? human thing. So I, it's I, not I a around, thing. I walk around and I'm like, no, I'm here to make mistakes and nobody's going to stab me. <laughs> yeah, nobody ever apologizes. I'm nobody ever apologizes until they're called out on their shit. No one knows that they have well, to do better until they fucking get... That's a human thing. That's not a celebrity thing. Yeah, there's like, a big difference. There's a big difference between someone getting caught doing something they knew was wrong and someone doing something wrong without realizing it and then being told that they've done something wrong and now they're going to correct themselves. You know, that kind of thing. Like if you're intentionally doing something shitty then and you get caught, then the apology isn't, oh, I didn't know I couldn't. I got caught. You got, yeah, I'm sorry I got caught. That's the thing is that my, my intent is, is everything. Friend, my best friend, high school, right? Senior year. English class together, and we're doing one of those, one of these assignments where the teacher's like, "Give you know, pass the paper back, and that person's gonna grade your paper, and we're gonna go through the answers now." Oh my god, I had completely forgotten that shit happened. Yeah, and then he kept his own paper, right? My friend kept his own paper, and so you know, teacher sitting down to my left, I'm in the first row, closest to her, and my friend's all the way on the last row, 
right over there and uh they and then she goes in the middle of, the, of like grading the papers she goes um let's fucking call him i don't know who we'll fucking call him sean He's like, <laughs> he goes uh sean whose paper do you have and then he immediately not even blinking crumbles it up and goes sorry and then he said <laughs> he just sorry and then she goes are you sorry because you're because you did something wrong or because you got caught and he goes because i got caught <laughs> <laughs> so, God, i thought about that fucking moment today like i thought about yeah. that today earlier i don't know why i popped into my fucking head and now you just brought it up but i just think it's so fucking funny it was like but he literally he was so but that's it's so funny to me because he was so honest. Yeah. He was like, like he, and he not like, even a moment of like trying to get out of it. He's just no, like, ah, fuck. I didn't know he was supposed to have somebody else's paper. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even say any of that. He just immediately crumbled it up and he was like, I'm sorry. I <laughs> thought I was going to get that. away with it too. Yeah, she's like, really you got caught because I got caught. Should we do an Am I the Asshole? Yeah, do one. Let's do one. Am I the asshole? Then we'll get out of I here. I got this one uh, about, let's see. Am I, a 30-year-old female, being unreasonable about having to use a vibrator during sex with my 35-year-old husband? No. <laughs> I mean, already no. Uh, no my husband I and I... No, I mean, you're not well, reasonable. let's let's see what the details are. Maybe she's, yeah. maybe she's uh, using it on him. Who knows? Um... <laughs> My my husband and I pegged. What the fuck? Am I the asshole? Yeah. My, <laughs> my husband has told me many, many times not to peg me, but I keep doing it. And now he's mad. Um, the audacity. Yeah. Uh, my husband and I have been together for I'll, I'll do it in my radio voice. My husband and I have been together for 10 years. We got married five years ago. Up until recently, I never had an orgasm during sex. I would just finish myself off later with my hands. Bringing me to orgasm takes a lot of clitoral stimulation with my hands, and he never really had <laughs> he never really had the patience and complained his hand was tired. <laughs> recently, what? What recently, hold on. Pussy. Not her. <laughs> recently, Recently, a friend of mine started a new online business and sent me a gift. It's a vibrator specifically for your clit, and it works wonders. After I realized how well it worked, I brought it up to my husband that we could incorporate it during sex so that we could both get off. At first, he didn't mind, but when he realized I could use it every time during, I would use it every time during sex, he got mad and told me I wouldn't, that I couldn't anymore. And I could only use it on special occasions. <laughs> she's, Happy birthday. She's getting no, she's getting one of those calendars that gives you like today's national hot dog day. Like she's just using one of those every day special occasion. She's like, today's national pizza day. We're not gonna use it on pizza day. Well, yeah. what the person doesn't use the vibrator on pizza day? Either that or he goes, it's it's like, uh oh, happy new year. Get the get the vibrator out of the safe. Um people of Reddit. I have tasted the good life. This guy with a safe, we fingerprint, and then, <laughs> <laughs> and then like it's like all right, all right. Oh man, uh, this is. She continues. People have read it. I have tasted the good life, and now I just don't want to go back to orgasmless sex. No, duh. 
I just have That's no interest. Statement of all time. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna go. What? I'm just. I want to have good sex and not this orgasmless sex. I just have no interest in it anymore. <laughs> I I just have no interest in it anymore. And so that's what I told him. He was super offended and said he was putting his foot down. So I said, okay, if I don't get to orgasm, eat, neither do you. This angered him even more. And he said, I was making him feel like he's not good enough. Cause he's I tried. Not. I mean, well, I mean him not being willing to let her do whatever it takes to get an orgasm is him not being good enough. But I mean, look, Oh, I, I tried to tell him that it, that wasn't it. But he won't talk to me. I feel terrible that I made him feel this way, but now we're at an impasse. Does anyone have an advice? I mean, sometimes, like, uh, Missy, uh, we've had this conversation of uh, hypersensitivity, but there are people who need it beat up. And uh, to, 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 like, like every woman requires something different to reach orgasm, their, their thing. You know, she needs a little, a, a lot of clitoral stimulation. I think she's not the asshole because if you're going to get in the way of my orgasm for selfish reasons, because it's hurting your ego, then you can take the extra step to figure out what it would take for you to exactly. to get the job done. And if you don't want to do that and you still don't want me to help myself, then yeah, you're the asshole. And that this is a symptom of a bigger problem. I, I suspect maybe it's that little thing that they used to use a lot in the eighties. Remember the little to like get like, Oh Yeah. Like, every every uh, like oh, bad guy jock what, friend um, in the movies in the eighties had one of those. What Jason Siegel uses before he slaps Barney. That right, right, like, giving. <laughs> yeah. So I think he just needs to do that because if his hand gets tired, too tired to stimulate. First of all, that's a fucking that's a cop out, dude. Cop out. You have a woman who's allowing you to have sex with her. Yeah. One, you should be wanting to fucking please her. You should be begging her to fucking find out what pleases her because you want to fucking please her because she's allowing you the fucking favor of letting her touch her, bro, of letting you touch her. What what does it matter to hit? Like, here's the thing. If you... (laughs) I'm not done yet. Hold on. Okay, all right, yeah. I'm not done yet. All right, she's allowing you the fucking favor of letting you touch her. Fucking do and learn as much as you can to fucking get her off. Why? Because we're dudes and we could get off by the fucking by a stiff wind. So shut the fuck up and do whatever it takes to fucking get your wife off. And if that means a fucking vibrator, fucking vibrator bro whatever the fuck it's uh, it's steroids in the bedroom it's fucking performance enhancing drugs use that shit i don't understand guys who are fucking egos like i'm not gonna bring in a vibrator the vibrator does more than i do yes it does yeah i think i think uh i think we should bring up the amish again like we did last time the only people who are not looking for technological assistance in their daily life are the people who fuck boring like the like come on man you use your phone to connect to a satellite to look at porn when you jerk off like you can use a little piece of technology that vibrates to help out your wife man like i just think it's so dumb i i read this book once 
uh, it's like a collection of, of essays that this writer had people uh, submit anonymously. It's called Moan, an anonymous, uh, anonymous essays on female orgasm. And what I learned is, is that there or female or the female orgasm is not a like engineering project that you get the formula and then you just know how it works and every with everyone you're going to hook up with. That's not it. There are women who don't care about coming. There were some of us that did that. There are women who had phenomenal sex. And then the only way they would get off is if the guy would tell her about previous hookups while she worked herself. And that's the only way she came mm. ever. Mm. And then there's that's a trap. There's there's people. <laughs> that's a trap. That, there's people that. I don't believe it. No, no, I don't. But I can't come unless you tell me about your past relationships. It's like it's in mm. the book. It happened. I um, know. I, I'm not. To, I'm not. To, I'm not saying you're lying. I'm saying the person who wrote that shit is a dirt is a liar. I think that uh, if you won't go the extra mile, like I read this book by I forget the guy's name right now, but it's called Uncivilized. There's this guy who's basically has his whole. Uh, philosophy about men and how they need to reclaim certain aspects of their masculinity and like it's it's I'm oversimplifying but there's a chapter in giant letters that says how you fuck your woman is how you fuck the world and it's a whole thing about how how it speaks volumes on the kind of lover that you are and it reflects every other aspect of your relationship <laughs> <laughs> And I feel like if you are that butthurt about not being able to get your girl off, so she takes matters figuratively and and, and literally into her own hands, and you're still going to get in the way of that, then there's a bigger issue at hand than just you're you're pissed about not like whatever is going on. But here's the thing. He talks about like she the way she says it is that they're done. Like originally they're they're done. She says bringing me to orgasm takes a lot of clitoral. So I'm, I'm I'm assuming it even means a lot for her. Some women need a lot of something. And then and then she says but usually uh I would go off and I would finish myself off later with my hands. Does that not emasculate the man either? Like way why? More. Way, more. way worse. I would way say worse. Yes. Like you telling me you telling me that I don't get you off and that I'm gonna get mine and then when I'm asleep you're gonna go ahead and finish yourself off. That's way worse. Way worse to me. To me, I, again, <clears throat> I find it. And again, we've talked about this before. I'm, you know, I'm creepy and fucking. Uh, I like sick shit, but I find it very attractive while having sex, but while penetration to fucking have the girl assist. To like come in with, I find that hella attractive. Like that's yes, that's fucking awesome. And if it takes fucking mechanical assist, what the fuck do I care? If whatever the assist yeah, is, yeah, whatever the fucking if she uses her hand or she uses her fucking vibrator at the same time, like it's all super sexy and attractive. Yeah, why the fuck is this like? I don't know. I don't know, I don't this know why guy's it's an, an issue. Asshole. Yeah, He's this guy's an asshole. asshole. I do. Asshole. I do want to talk about the friend that started a new online business and sent me the vibrator gift, right? The boss babe. She is a multi-level marketing. This is a multi-level marketing ad hidden in uh, Am I the Asshole? Legit. 
this is a literally a multi-level marketing scheme that's chosen to advertise with gorilla shit like this. That's what this is. People are like, oh, I wonder which vibrator is. They're going to Google it. And they're going to be like, online selling vibrators. Did she mention the vibrator? Like, uh, she like, says, no, no, but that's the thing. It's a little whisper campaign where they're trying to get you to buy these vibrators oh my God, and sign up to sell them. Y'all don't, you don't know. You don't know. <laughs> uh, look, uh, we have uh, Eddie uh, posted a comment, and he said that uh, he thinks it's simple. Like he, you go, you go up to your girl, and you ask your girl what gets you off. And if a girl says some shit like "punch me" while we're doing it, you walk you away. You leave, but it's not. Walk away, and then I think that. Yeah, I think that if you're not willing to have the conversation, like that, there's a reason why communication is such a big deal. Like it doesn't end in the bedroom. So like if you're not willing to have the conversation and like go the extra mile for your person, then shut the fuck up. It makes me sad that they're married. Like these people are married. They've been together 10 years. This woman has had orgasmless sex for 10 years and just now is is using vibrators. Uh, Vanessa <laughs> said uh, she's up for team effort. She put the fucking effort in. And my team it- does that. <laughs> where is my stepmom? <laughs> Vanessa also asking, where is Mike's stepmom in this episode? Uh, uh, I understand Mary. that. I understand that she's your wife, Neri, Uh, But fuck you, Vanessa. <laughs> Don't bring my stepmom into this. Well, we, she was in the last episode. I she, know, I know. She's she, fine. Rarely in the last episode. But here's what I have to say to that response. Vanessa asking about Mike's mom. It's Friday night. She's probably getting She's probably having sex with my dad. <laughs> Good for them uh, that they have a healthy sex life. I never want to know that it has in even the possibility in existence. Does it, wait, doesn't your dad have like fire fucking boxers where he comes out after? Nah, that's my stepdad. The oh, I don't uh, no realistic realistically I don't I don't care. Good for them. It's the running gag with my 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 dad especially my dad and my stepmom is that they they are the parents that want to embarrass their children. That like yeah. that's the that's their that's their, their that's their shtick. You know, yeah. like they always got gags. So one of the things they do is they talk like that has developed over years is that the second they say anything sexual, I make heaving vomit noises <laughs> and they just lean into it. It's become this little game we play where they talk about sex. And I'm just like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and it's it's a thing of love that is inherently gross, but good for them. Can I just tell you this story real quick? We'll get off on this, but tell you this story. My wife and I were just <laughs> remembering it yesterday. So my wife, I'm, I'm sitting, this is a couple of years ago. I'm sitting at the table uh, with, I'm sitting here. My brother-in-law is to my left and my mother-in-law is to my right. And my wife walks in on her phone, right? And, and goes, uh, in Spanish, she asks, what's... Uh, what what's the word? Como se dice? Like, how do you say vagina in Spanish? Como se dice? How do you say vagina in Spanish? That's not, but she, this whole conversation is taking place in Spanish. So she's like, Como se dice vagina in Spanish? Oh no, that's. I'm sorry, she said it in English. She goes, How do you say vagina in in Spanish? And I say, immediately, no blinking, <laughs> no thought process involved. Immediately go, Rico. <laughs> which which translates to delicious delicious 
And I remember so this story. My uh, my mother in law and everybody immediately freak out. They're like, oh, oh, what the fuck? Oh man, come on, that's gross, man. That's my mother in law who doesn't curse, doesn't raise her voice. She's a woman of class. She's a woman uh, like she's one of those like I don't speak of sex. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, she, her children were hatched. That's a whole thing. She's very proper. And when I said that, she was like, oh, God, hey, come on. Like she was like, what the? and I didn't even think I didn't even think I just immediately I was like, she goes, what's another word for vagina in Spanish? And I said, Rico, that's delicious. I fucking think it's delicious. And uh, you double down with your mother-in-law. Yeah, I, I mean, what are you gonna fucking back? What are you, no, do you're you, right. You're right. I'm not disputing it. <laughs> we just met. What are you? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, it really happened. It's, and we were just talking about that the, last night. So you know, parents. You know, you have fun. some parents have fun with their kids. Some kids have fun with their parents. Some some go too far. I remember I dated a girl that their parents were very liberal about talking about sex, and about us having sex. Like and I like telling us, hey, there's condoms over there. I, mean, I told, I think I've talked about this before, where this, they were like talking about blowjobs at the dinner table, and then they were like, "Oh, we're leaving in case you guys need them. There's con- condoms in that thing." I was like, "This is t- this is too much, right?" Like that's. I don't that's- think it's too much. I'm fine with that. But here's the thing: I don't. Know I was a teenager, man. It's, come on. No, I mean, I'm thank God that they promoted the condoms. I was that's like, "Good thing. call." That's good all call. that really matters is mm-hmm. they're really. You know, like if they were, you could do that and not be awkward, though. I, but he, they were, they were gross. They were, they were very graphic. I was awkward about it. It made me uncomfortable. But like as a kid, I was like a teen. I was like, oh, (laughs) yeah, your daughter, Rico, (laughs) pussy, you know. (laughs) Hey. Yeah, oh, no. hey, I'd like to yeah get a taste of the recipe over here with mom. Huh? You know, like hey, all right, you know, like it's I, so uh, gross. I um, uh, I don't think that's wrong. I, here's the thing, uh, I it's, I think too much is when you're like, hey, you're gonna fucking jizz on my daughter's face like that. Like, hey man, take take it, <laughs> like let's bring it down three notches. Like, hold the fucker. But like, hey, there's condoms in the hook. Uh, I mean, that's I don't, I'm fine with that. Like, like we know you're gonna fuck. There's condoms over yeah, there. Just uh, don't get. Stupid, you know. Yeah, I'm fine with yeah. that. But again, there's a whole other level of like, and you know what she likes it when you reach around and like, hey, 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 bro. That's what the blowjob conversation was at the table where the girl, the mom. Oh god, I don't want to get into it. But like the, it was just like, like super gra- like hyper graphic, and she was also uncomfortable. So like my the girl I was dating was also uncomfortable. So it was like it wasn't like it, and it wasn't. It didn't feel like a bit either. It didn't feel like a prank. You know, like it felt like that it was their thing and they talk about sex and they're like, ah, you know, you got to try like straight up, you know what you got to try. And then the wife was saying some shit and I was just like, oh, yeah, I will oh, see I'll try, I'll try anything once. I'll give it a shot. Yeah, sure. Why not? All right. I had my <laughs> mom good. Yeah. I had my mom once try to talk to me about technique and I was like, I will burn this fucking house <laughs> to the ground. And I was 16. It wasn't even like a decent age. Yeah, I got stories. Um, so it can get awkward really fast. I would I would shy away from it. I guess in the in the way that you're bringing it up, but that was weird. <laughs> Eddie uh, Eddie shared a, 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 a YouTube link, and I can't click on it right now. Eddie, we're gonna click on it afterwards, but we can't. While we're live, I can't click on the on the YouTube yeah. link. It, it just shows up as a YouTube link as as that in the comments, so I can't really do that. Oh uh, um, yeah. 
But anyways, uh, thank you guys for checking us out. Uh, I, yeah, we all agree. The guy's the asshole. We feel bad for this poor lady who's, <laughs> I don't want to go back to orgasm and sex. Why would you? Why? Really? Yeah, that's Nobody you're right. Should. Nobody should. I think Missy's absolutely right. There's a bigger issue at hand. It's There's a bigger um, problem, and that's his ego, and that's his fucking low self-esteem that he's not pleasing his woman, and uh, and he's selfish. Fuck you for being selfish. Yeah, uh, anyways. Uh, thank you guys for checking us out. Make sure you check out Missy's writing at missywrites.com. Her handle on Instagram and Twitter is uh, at Missy the Writer. Uh, Mike Mercadal's uh, handle is you see it on screen at Mike Mercadal. If you're listening to us on audio, check us out on Facebook and on YouTube. Uh, check out Mike's other podcasts, All the Cubanity, and uh, Mike Contextualizes the Universe, available on Missing Sock Network. So make sure you guys check that out. Uh, check out the other podcasts on the Geek Board Network, including Child Like at Best with Mike Valdez, Better Let Me Tell You, and the Mount Geekmore podcast. Uh, thank you very much. And that's how uh, winning is done, right? <laughs>